Go Light presents Murder Most Irish. excited do i sound excited no i am no i'm just quite tired but um, i am i am excited what are we to talk about do we have stuff to talk about we have so much stuff first of all live shows live shows to everybody who has bought tickets for our show in february in the liberty hall marketplace is this housekeeping are you doing housekeeping i don't know am i well are you about to talk about buying tickets yeah housekeeping housekeeping Okay, go. Uh, so to everybody who bought tickets for our Liberty Hall gig, thank Liberty Hall. Liberty yeah, Hall. Thank you so much. Up the sip too. Yeah, we up the workers. We really appreciate it. Uh, there are still tickets on sale. If you wish to come see us, please do. If not, that's up to you. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everybody who's purchased tickets. Thank you to everybody that came to our Cork show. We had the best crack. Uh, I had a really good night that night. I actually had so much fun. So much fun. Thank you to everybody. You were all so lovely. To anybody we talked to before and after, thank you very much. And to anybody who bought merch. And to anybody who's currently buying merch, thank you very much as well. We really appreciate it. That's me done flogging. Oh, was that you flogging? I flogged. That was very good. I'm very proud of you. I was very, it was very fast though. Other hand. It was very fast flogging. Yeah, I know, but you were like, you're uncomfortable, but you did it. I did it. Th- thanks everybody. And you were uh, not disingenuous. I and wasn't. you were authentic. I mean it. I'm living my truth. She's a living. When you, st- you know when rich people go, when you start to live your most authentic self, fuck off! Oprah. I can't live my authentic self. I have to go to fucking work I and pretend af- to be someone completely different. I can't afford to live my authentic self. Like... I can go to work and be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. How much is a pallet? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) This episode's called How Much Is a Pallet? I don't care. Um, but no, I'm exactly. I'll give a fuck. fuck. Oh, that was my life for so long. I could not care less. Shout out to every single person, which is probably nearly every single person in the world, who has to go into a job and pretend that you give a fuck. Because I swear, we're living. We're like people are like, oh, we we all wear masks. Yeah, we do. We have to. Yeah. I can't go into work when I had a job and answer the phone and be like, uh, somebody like, hey, this food's going out to Dubai. I mean, I give a fuck. Hang up. I can't do that. My thing about the code switching, you know, people were giving that guy Mario Lopez. Is that his name? He's in Saved by the Bell. Yeah, they were giving him shit for code switching. Oh, does he code switch? Because he's on. Oh, like, he's Mexican. But he's on some sh- like daytime show in America, like mm. fucking Good Morning America or something mm. like that. It's not that, but he's on something like that. And then uh, on, I think people heard him like talking to like his friends, and he doesn't sound anything like he's on that show. And people were like, "This guy is code switching," and it's like, "Yeah, yes. of course he is." We all, like, we all do it. Everybody does it. I don't go into work and talk. We all do it. The way I talk to my sister. No, of course not. Like, I don't go into work and talk the way I talk to you to, like, if I, when I, uh, but, but I, like, I mean by accent, like, my accent. Oh, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't go into work and the way I sometimes, like, when I'm super just, like, chill and comfortable, yeah, yeah. like, talk on this or sometimes when I'm, like, hanging out with my sister and I'm like, yeah, yeah he's a bleeding. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, talk yeah. like that in work. No, of course like, not. I just think this is insane that people are like you're like code switching it's like everybody codes and, and every I just think and maybe it, I just felt like personally seen by it I just think it's a form of classism dude that's all it is 
that people are like, like the only you people should be that code switching. You should just be yourself. Sorry, no, I, I can't have though. to change my CV address because no one would give me a job yep. because of my code switching is primarily done by people who are minorities or live in disadvantaged areas. That's who code switches. Yeah. Like, and it's shit. But like, I know Mario Mario Lopez is uh, Mexican, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, I think he's of like yeah, because I know like a lot of uh, Latino Latino Latinx people um, when they're talking to their families. Sounds. use a, a different accent yeah. or a different voice them because it is unfortunately people are so judgmental mm-hmm. and Mexican people are treated like fucking dirt anyway because mm. nobody it's horrible the way they're treated so yeah everybody everybody code switches well you know everybody in within reason yeah everybody has to code everybody switch. has to code switch code switches like um and I think it's perfectly fine and everybody needs to leave me alone I think that we should go live in a forest I wouldn't do well in a forest. I don't like camping. No, I don't like do well either. <laughs> I'm too afraid of Lyme disease. I'm not too afraid of Lyme disease. I reckon I'd know. I'd, I'd check. What do you do? You reckon you fight off the No, off the tick, I mean I'd check and then i go to a doctor and get fight an antibiotic. Fight off the tick, would you? No! <laughs> do you ever see those fake videos on the internet where they're like, look at all these uh, ticks and they're just fucking sh- uh, sunflower seeds stuck to their legs? Really? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm terrified of Lyme disease and that's one and of the reasons from the country one of the reasons I don't want to go, go into the forest is Lyme disease the other is because I don't want to yeah so like I don't like we've spoken about it at Great Lens I don't I don't like camping nope I don't think it's an enjoyable way to spend nope. your time I don't want to be in a tent No. Nope. I don't like waking up in the morning and breathing in the damp air of somebody else and I'm sharing a tent nope with uh, I don't want to shit in a hole. And I used to go camping as a kid a lot and we'd go and like dig a hole and put a bucket in it and do a poop. And no. I'd be like, no. And also, yeah, but- every time I went camping as a kid, my dad hide and scare me. <laughs> I just don't, I don't, uh, it's like when you see people on dating websites and they're like, I enjoy hiking and nature and camping. Yeah, no, not for me. No. The hiking thing I kind of get, but I like, like being in my house. Yeah. I like being in my house and if I'm not in my house, I like to be on a, on a footpath. I'm not sleeping on the ground. Go fuck yourself. Also, I learned Sorry. that a lot of men put the like, I love outdoor activities and hiking as a way that they think will deter, deter plus size women. What? Which learn? That's the thing. So they can't, they're not explicitly saying no fat chicks, but they just think fat chicks don't ever go hiking or exercise or walk or do anything. I mean, so we it's may a way. Just that point. No, it's a way to be like, <laughs> You know, Those I don't want. Being I, like, hey, I know, but I think it's a way yeah. to prove that, like, they don't that. But that it's like, of course, people do. Like, but it's a way to like deter. Oh, yeah. Okay, terrible people. That's not nice. It's a way to deter. Yeah. Imagine being like, imagine being. I would. I, that is not something I consider when looking for a partner. Not at all. I can give a fuck. Like Graham, sometimes will talk because Graham's weight can at times fluctuate mm-hmm. like Graham can just think about getting thin and be thin yeah yeah he's mad like and he needs to work at it but it doesn't by no means is it like the work I'd have to put mm-hmm. in to lose it um but like and he'd be like oh I've put in a few or like and I'm always like but you're happy yeah like and I love you whatever way you yeah, want yeah, like I'm just yeah. like I love your body whatever way yeah, you yeah. love it exactly whatever you're comfortable with no people I think that I always say like whenever you see those videos of people interviewing people at the gym couples and they're like would you date a fat person and they're like no and they're like would you date your girlfriend this current girlfriend if she was fat and it's like so if she got into an accident or was something happened to her and she gained weight you'd break up with her yeah 
Or she went to the medication that affected her. He went to the, like, yeah. like, it's always she, but like, he what if like, yeah, yeah. put on steroids and put See, on a ton of weight. Your entire basis of how you feel about this person is based on their is their size of their body. Yeah, no, it's really sad. It's weird, man. It's effed up, my dude. Effed up, dude. Here, what was on my ASMR? I want to talk about ASMR. Oh, yeah, sorry. Here. I have written it down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you now, uh, it's sexual. It's sexual. I think it might be for no, some people. No, not might be. <laughs> like, I think it might be for some people. I am on fucking ASMR TikTok at the minute. And I am on all of my nighttime feeds are lives of people doing ASMR. Oh, for real? And I'm telling you. People are having. I'm going to send you screenshots later. The most sexualized outfits. The camera is placed so you can see. The boobs, the bosom, the heavy, heavy breathing. Hold on, but what are they doing? They're make. What are they doing though? They're they're doing the... that one, that one, and then there's this one, and she gets a mascara wand, you know, like a fucking disposable one, mm-hmm. and she fucking rubs it Face in between stop. her teeth, and it makes a noise, and then she gets another one and has it like so as she's pushing one into her mouth in between her teeth yeah that's sexual she has this other one they're all sexual there's another one that's like eating honey off like you know like a honey spoon you know yeah. what are they called what is that called what, a honey spoon you know they're like wooden thing that oh you yeah get. the honey comb comb no the honey what is that called I can't remember I know, anyway. I know exactly what you're talking uh, about and she's got that and she's like <laughs> sucking it and like and then she's got like the glossiest biggest lips like none of these people are on camera like you know what I mean sometimes we ma- I'd make a video for you yeah. and I would not have a st- I'd be like I don't care what it, it is like. what it is yeah uh, these women are done up to the I know it's definitely sexual end. and I was just like this is like somebody's definitely having a wank to that this is sexual yeah. this is not this is not just like of course not like, like for anybody the naivety of people to be like no ASMR is not sexual girl everything is sexual sorry I'm just like Pick away. Uh, we're back anyway hello everybody yes should we should we uh, just want to say I uh, hope everybody's okay after what happened in town <laughs> last week was it last week I don't even know what it was was it last yeah, week yeah last week yeah um, hope you guys are all okay I know it was really upsetting for people um, seeing that shit and I've already ranted on Instagram about this so I'm not going to rant about it again but like Hope you're all okay, because it was very, very fucked up. Yeah, it was dark, 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 dark. Um, what should have happened? And I did. I ranted on Twitter. I fought with lots of people. Um, is that as a nation, this next day the street should have been lined with flowers for those kids? Yeah, people should have came out and been like, "Yep, this is a tragedy," and I hope those children are okay. Yeah. and offered all of the support and love and what Ireland is known for yeah. of for those kids but what actually happened is the far right appeared in its form and it was organised fully organised yeah. it was scheduled yep it was planned mm-hmm. and if uh, you by as, as as the Garda Commissioner said sophisticated methods didn't know WhatsApp was sophisticated yeah by sophisticated they started start trying to make these people like, it would be like the CIA. They're trying, they're trying to save their job. Yeah, 100% sophisticated um, methods. Facebook and WhatsApp. Open Facebook Twitter, channels. Twitter. Open Twitter channels. Yeah, like, I mean, you were on the train from Cork. Yeah. And within 20 minutes of it happening, I said to you, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble, yeah. Every, things are going to kick off. Yeah. Um, so I'm not the fucking Garda Commissioner and I was sitting on a train with access to my phone. And we could see and what I this was is like, going to happen. And then what happened is the 
guards just fully lost control. Yeah. And I understand that that's difficult to hear and I understand that it's difficult to watch. But an AP went out to, and this is why then things started to kick off in other states, because they lost control so severely and so quickly. They then sent out a notif- a nationwide notification and was like, if you, wherever you are, if you are a guard, get, get to, to Dublin. Dublin. And then guards left every pre like area every that, wasn't, that wasn't the city that wasn't the city and headed for Dublin city centre and that's why so many of them had no riot gear mm. because they came straight from their precinct into like it, Dublin just city centre just in their just in their, just in their regular guarding yeah. stuff and on top of that we don't have enough riot gear we don't we simply do not have enough riot gear to deal with what happened yeah and the next thing I'm going to say is if I hear another fucking conservative classist TV or radio pundit talk about we need law and order and we need European policing on our streets no we don't we actually just need a police commissioner that knows what they're doing a minister for justice that knows what they're doing and um, actual riot gear and a water cannon and we would have been able to stop it within an hour we need the guardy trained we need yeah. them trained properly to deal with this and the fact that the, you have higher ups in this country saying nobody could, could see this happening. happening you we have been we have been talking about this for yeah. about three years yeah. on this podcast about how this was going to happen yeah, if you don't think if, and if you hear if anybody in your like I had a really interesting conversation with my dad and I had a whole thing where I was like if this is what happens when you let alt rights walking walk into libraries yeah. and do nothing to remove yeah. them. You when give you them, them, a, them sh- a little yeah. walk in. Yeah. When you let them show up to drag shows and drag library readings and scream an intimidating, aggressive mm-hmm. abuse and homophobic rhetoric. This is what happens when you let them organize a meeting in the Phoenix Park on St. Patrick's Day and give them a corner of the park yep. to be like, oh, here you go. You have your right to your speech. Your It's hate speech. It's hate speech. It's, it's hate, hate speech. speech. Um, and this is what happens when you let them show up to a asylum seekers or refugees place in Finglas. And intimidate. And stay there for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and you do nothing to intervene. And the only intervention that happens is regular working class Joe Soaps in Ireland form uh, and get together and are like no actually this is not what we're about yeah. and they protest about it it's the only, only piece of like yeah. response that actually happened where it was like this is not right and then my last piece is this is what's happened when you let them stand outside the doll with the likes of your man Lenin from fucking Father Ted and say whatever they want and violently abuse people push people say terrible terrible things shout whatever they want and you give them space outside the doll and then this happens and you're like how did you know also it it is very easy and very upsetting to believe personally for me that their rhetoric suited some of the guardie and suited some of the government because they feel the same way but they can't actively say it well I also think there's that they feel the same way but it also is super beneficial to be well we didn't cause the problem yeah. somebody else somebody did. else did like passing, your social housing problem and your lack of affordable housing problem Ireland is the number one most expensive country to buy or rent a home in in Europe like 
Switzerland is yeah. cheaper. Like, and then, and then of course, because they have created that problem and because they don't want to deal with that they problem, with it. it is scapegoated yeah. onto people. So that now have you've nothing got nothing to do with I it. I know of full TikTok accounts that their only thing they do is put up photographs of, you know, when people get their like social house and they take, there's like a, excuse me. In those like social housing, someone whoever manages or organizes it usually takes like a photo on like Key Exchange Day. Oh, cool. The the entire TikTok is just photos of brown people. Yeah. People who don't look like us. Yeah. Getting their keys. Yeah. With their and I mean like their photos of their family, their children, and it is oh, just hold on, so it's just like you can see everything. It's just a TikTok account, and it's literally just showing all of this social housing that has been the way the the picture is being painted and the narrative is painted on this TikTok is look at all of these foreign nationals getting houses and we can't. We as Irish people cannot get houses, and if you are sitting in our current government. If I can see that and you can't, you're pretending. Oh, they're fully pretending. You are to pretending. Watch Hel- Helen McEntee? Yeah. Yeah. To watch her say, oh, to stand up and go, well, you know, I was speaking to the Garda Commissioner on Wednesday and, uh, you know, we, we didn't see this. We couldn't see this coming. We couldn't see this happening. Girl, you're the Minister for Justice. Yeah. What the fuck are Wait. you talking about? And then all of a sudden it was, oh, we, we found the channels. Yeah, me too, because it's everywhere. Yeah. You're not, this is not covert. No. They are telling you, they are saying to you, when they go to public libraries and scream at the staff and call them paedophiles, yeah. they are telling you what they are going to yeah, do. Yeah. You didn't listen because it doesn't suit you, mm-hmm. A. And B, you kind of agree with it, mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that I'm getting from this at this point. It's just astounding to watch them when she said, uh, she was like complicated channels and secure cha- Girl, it was WhatsApp. People were passing around that WhatsApp voicemail of that guy being like, go out onto the streets yeah. and talking about going to leave Ragger's house. Yeah. That was being passed around WhatsApp. Yeah. This is not the CIA, honey. No. This like, is Deco up the road. Like We uh, know who he is. Yeah. Like, are you fucking, it's just, it's frust- it's deeply frustrating to watch this at the moment because it's, it's, actually ins- insulting our intelligence at this point yeah, yeah. and now you've got a thing now where uh, it's so the government so I think there's supposed to be some form of protest okay and the doll have put up barricades outside the doll there's barricades outside Colin's house yeah, yeah. Colin's job yeah. yeah so um, I think there's some sort of scheduled protest and uh, the amount of like minutes you know like uh, people for profit like this is where it becomes, it's like a dog whistle politics, right? Because on the one side, they're like, we're pro-immigration yep. and da 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 But then they're standing outside the doll, taking pictures and making videos on their social media, being like, when you have a government that barricades its people out, they're not listening. No, the people that are coming to protest caused a fucking riot to happen up on O'Connell Street. They dragged... Caused 25 million yeah. euros, if not more, worth of damage. They dragged any person of colour off, off a bus, bus called, called them, them the N-word, N-word spat at them and then set the bus on fire and then spa- set the bus on fire I'm sorry and the naivety of some people what frustrates me as well is I will not stand for naivety with bigotry to be like well may- I don't think that's what it's about that's exactly what, what it's about that is they if your skin tone drops twice 
they will spit on you. Yeah. I need you to know that. You could be born in this country of African descent. Your mom and dad could be fully Irish, yeah. but black, and you're black. They hate you. Yeah. They hate you. And I, like that's, I have like friends and you have friends. And I was in town then on Saturday. This happened on Thursday. Yeah. And on Friday we were like, we won't go. And on Saturday I went and met them. And one of my friends is from Ballymahan. Yeah. But his parents are um, Zimbabwean. Yeah. And uh, then my other friend is, I think he's got Nigerian descent, but he's like, in Irish I yeah, think he was born in England and I understand the want to paint a narrative that explains why people are doing what they are doing yeah, me too I completely get that me too and I spoke to Daniel about this I was like because the other side of that coin is if that's not there they just hate they just you they just hate you and that's incredibly difficult and to comprehend and that's such a difficult and yeah. awful thing to be like to be a person of colour and be like, they just hate me. They just me. hate me. And, I, and they hate you for something that you cannot change. No, and I cannot change that. Yeah. And I cannot control it. And he was like, I fucking totally agree. Like, that's exactly how... Because yeah. he was like, these people just hate me. He was like, they hate me. There is nothing I can do about it. And I don't think that that man did to those children what he did because he is not from here. Oh. I think... That has nothing it's to do nothing with it. nothing to do with and it. And I just was like, I understand. Like, I felt so bad for Daniel because his, his partner the next day had to go home from work because something happened and it was so upsetting. But I was like, like, uh, someone said, oh, I put up on our, on, on our Twitter about like, oh, take your, take your robes out of your drawers, lads. Yeah. And march on the streets. And he was like, oh, the only thing you know about racism clearly is the Ku Klux Klan in America. And I was like, uh, but this is, the Klu- they just don't have the robes. They just don't have that. Hood. Like they're, also they're trying to get the news to reverse. They're not the brightest. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> like <laughs> Do you know what it was as well? It was a level of shame. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you care more about a footlocker than you do about the deaths of people. But I'm like, that's not what I care about. What I care about is the fact that I'm fucking mortified. Yeah. That as a country we have stood, we have stood with indigenous Palestinians in the last for the last how many every year and mm-hmm. especially with what's what the genocide that is happening because it is a genocide keep saying genocide um, we've stood with these people and we have said we understand that you are being your your lives and culture have been stripped from you you are your religion is being damned your people are being murdered on the streets your children are being murdered everything has been taken we stand with you and we understand that and then two weeks later there's a bunch of people in town spitting at black people and yeah. dragging them off buses yeah go back to your own country go back to your own country yeah you're not from here are you I can't like that's that's the that's the disconnect that I'm yeah. having yeah. I was like I am so, and I still I'm fucking mortified people are like don't be ashamed of Dublin I'm fucking ashamed of it mm-hmm. I am more to, like I literally when that was happening I know the two of us were like ah what's just, happening like, when we were on the train and I heard I said oh, to you this being the second a stab- we saw, the second we saw the headline stabbing and I was like it's being kids and then where it was I was like oh it's just going to be about if the person is a person of colour immediately but that's always the way yeah and then it was and then obviously it transpired that it was an immigrant and I was like just want to be trouble and then and not to, like I'm from fucking Ballyferma but up where it happened massive social issues massive yep, massive 
immigrant immigrant population yeah, yeah, around yeah. there. Like massive settled long term immigrant population on Morse Morse Street, Parnell Street, Parnell Square, like all Mount Joy Square, all of those places. Yeah. And then you've got Summer Hill right beside it. So you just had like it was it was a it was a it was a, a fire. It yeah. was a fire waiting to yeah. happen. But and was. then also if you want to fucking just my last point and then I'll shut. The no, fuck you up. don't have to shut the fuck up. For anybody that's like they care about what happened and they were out protecting her, they trampled all over the crime scene. Yep. There is literally no crime scene left. No. Nope. Because they fucking destroyed it. People were in town with their children. Yeah. So you care about children, but there's people in town with their children, children. terrified out of their fucking minds yeah. and they couldn't get home. Yeah. Are you like what is this? Oh, my last fucking point. <laughs> Because the government is so concerned about the perception of this. The military were in town. Yeah. The military had to come out and give a statement and say they weren't there. The military evacuated my friends from hotels. Yeah, they did, yeah. And they said to them as they were evacuating them, we're just evacuating, we're not doing anything else, but we are just waiting for the call. Yeah, and it's because they didn't, obviously they didn't want the, to look like the guards. And you had a guard control. commissioner and a minister yeah. that made a decision for those guards to be beaten terrorised yeah. like those guards were outnumbered four to one in some of those and like we're not we're not go the guardie in any capacity no. but we can but understand you, what happened that, in there those two people made a decision mm-hmm. to not bring in the military because it made them look bad because it made them look bad yeah. and they put all of those men and women in fucking harm's yeah. way and in danger with no riot gear yeah. there was people found with knives and knuckle dust or something Emma I watched guards have their bikes taken off them pushed into a corner and then the guy went to throw the bike at them and the lads were like no 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 stop because like this on camera so they threw their bikes in the liffy and the two guards were so terrified they locked themselves in a pub like these people these men and women were outnumbered outgunned they were fucked they were fucked, they were fucked. it was so obvious and we had fucked. military in the city and they sent them home and they were like oh just evacuate the people from the hotels and also I just want to say because I got a message on Instagram saying that we weren't talking about we cared more about uh the riots than we did about the woman and the children that were stabbed and my favorite part of that comment that i got and the irony of us that we spend our days talking about femicide victims of femicide and misogyny misogyny, literally that's violent that's what so i just messaged back and like i was like that's what our podcast is and they blocked me yeah i was like what are you talking about that's all we talk about That's all we talk about. And also, the families of those children have said have nothing. said nothing. So they want privacy. They don't want to fucking talk about it. Stop trying to make them yeah. talk about it. They don't want to talk about the fact that their little girl got stabbed in the chest by a fucking lunatic in broad daylight outside her school. They don't want to talk about it. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Those poor... Those poor kids that witnessed it, mm. like Sarah. And the root cause of this, and the root cause of all of it, Mental and health. the and that, and also people don't want to talk about this, is misogyny. Yeah. That is the root cause of this. Men will randomly stab women for no other reason that, than that they are a woman. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. It happens how many times a day do, do we talk about this? How many episodes have we done where a man just randomly raped and stabbed a woman? I'm about to talk about yeah. something. So it's just so funny to me that I can be told and Sarah Jane can be told, oh, you're just standing up for the immigrants and you don't care about the people that this happened to. I'm like, I'm a guy. I was fighting on Instagram as well. <laughs> a guy said something to me and I just went to him. I was like, hey, Paul, I think his name was Paul. He was, I was like, uh, 
I was like, I, we've an episode, a podcast with over there, 100 episodes. Um, 99.9% of the people that are murdered are murdered by white Irishmen. I was like, do you want a link? Yeah. Blocked like that. Blocked, yeah. Because they don't want to hear it. Because if you are listen, if you see a tragedy, if you see a horrible thing happen, if you see a murder of a child or the attack and abuse of a child and your first thought is instead of I hope that child is okay is I bet it was an immigrant yeah and then you tell me I don't care about the child yeah you are a damaged fucked up racist sack of shit I do not care what colour nationality creed religion that man was all I care is about the fact that he randomly attacked children and a woman that's Mm -hmm. all I care about and I do hope I hope they're all okay because I know that little girl is still critical still critical but her poor family and now her entire life has been made about this fucking circus. Yeah. Like her family had to sit back and watch riots on the television over their little girl who was lying in a hospital bed dying. Mm. And you motherfuckers think you did something right. And then comparing it to BLM. Ha! Comparing it to Black Lives Matter. I was like, I can't do this. They were like, well, you didn't care. Well, you didn't care when the blacks were looting stuff. What the fuck has that got to do with anything? Yeah. What the fuck has that got to do with anything? And BLM is fucking not, they're not riots, they're protests. Anybody that is in America going in and looting stores, nobody's sitting there going, yeah, they're definitely part of BLM. No, they're not. They're just like taking an opportunity, opportunists. That's what they are. We know that. Like, it's just, they don't even know what a protest is. Anyway, so are we ready to do our story after our ranting? Sorry. Can I lie down? Yeah, it's a long one. Colin's going to put in an ad for our show that we're doing. Please come. <laughs> trigger, trigger warning. I apologise. Coming February 28th to Liberty Hall, Dublin, Aitken Promotion presents a true crime podcasting experience like no other. It's Murder Most Irish Live! <laughs> Join Emma, Sarah Jane and Colin for a show that's crude. That's the strangest thing you've ever eaten. She's like, my ma's shit. Yeah. Lewd. Wax or shave. Shave. Hold on. Oh. Your arsehole. Rude. That's my son. That's my son and that's he didn't know you were son. an arse. And quite possibly nude. You're plowing those fields, baby, and I'm driving the Rolls Royce. Like, that's what's happening. And then you're playing me a night, nobody is. Murder Most Irish live at Liberty Hall. Tickets available from Ticketmaster.ie. Good night, everybody! Okay, hold on. I'm just going to sit down because I'm a Lee's bitch. And I like a case. Going to listen to a case of case. Okay, okay. Read your 11 pages to me. Be prepared. Oh my God, me mad. Yes. Yeah. I might cry. We're going to cry. I nearly cried there, so I'm definitely going to cry. <laughs> Sarah's going through it. So, today's story is the story of Sonia Blount. Let me see how you spell her name. B-L-O-U-N-T. Blount. Blount. Never heard that name before. Neither have I. Blount. I like it. Um, my references for today's show are The Irish Times, The Journal, The Two Cousins Podcast, The Red Rum Podcast... The Claire Byrne Live show and the journal then is all the rest. Fabulous. Okay. So February 16th at around 3pm, a cleaner in the Plaza Hotel in Dublin. You'll know immediately when I start to tell the story. 
I don't think I do. You do. And we were together when we found out about this story. Oh, okay. Knocks at the door. Together sexually. Yes. <laughs> this is our first time. It's the first time. It's the first time. Sorry, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. First time I made sweet, sweet love to you. Go on, sorry. Knocks at the door of the room 345 before opening. The occupant had not checked out and had missed her checkout time. And when they walk in, they find a woman unresponsive. Oh, I do know this. Dressed on the floor. She has red marks on her neck, some blood on and around her mouth, and she is unfortunately deceased. Yeah, I do remember this case. It emerges the same day that a woman's body has been found in a hotel room at the Plaza Hotel in Tala. Bodies being found in hotels are not common, but in Ireland they are unheard of and it quickly draws media attention. There is no immediate identification of the body. At the same time, Sonia Blunt's family are trying to find their 31-year-old daughter. She had celebrated her son Jake's third birthday with their family on the 15th and had arranged a girl's night out with a friend. Sonia was a working single mother of a three-year-old son. Her relationship with her son's father had been difficult and abusive and they had split up. When it had, and he'd moved away. When it had moved away, he'd moved out of Ireland and Sonia took it as a fresh start and she just spent most of her time doting on her son, working really hard and spending time with her family. Being a good mum. She was a working mum, but a really dependable, consistent, loving mother. Sonia started to date a guy from the job that she worked in called Eric Locke. But it was a brief encounter and they had as little as three dates. Oh, okay. Sonia had come to realise that this was not a healthy relationship and after her previous relationship, she ended it telling Eric and friends it was not something she wanted to have around her son. Good for her. On January the 11th, 2014, Susan Kelly, Sonia's friend, had a number of missed calls from Sonia and she rang her back and she said she was no longer seeing Mr. Locke as he had become abusive. She said Sonia said he was very full on. In the weeks afterwards, Susan said her friend seemed preoccupied, saying Eric would not leave her alone and she was getting worried about the situation. Just to interrupt. Is this when we were in Clada Green and yes. those two? Ah, okay, 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 okay. We'll tell, I'll tell that when we get yeah, to the yeah, end. Yeah. Eric was constantly texting Sonia and messaging her on Facebook and her private phone. On their last date, they had gone to like a comedy concert together, like one of those comedy clubs thing. Throughout the show, Sonia went out for a cigarette and Eric came out looking for her, saying it was taking too long. This was their third date, by the way. Oh my God. It was, ta- why was it taking her a long, long time? When he appeared in the smoking area, he kicked off because Sonia was talking to another man. Jesus Christ. Sonia told him to calm down, but he then told her he was going to kill himself, called her a slut and a whore, and left. Sonia then texted him and said she hoped he got help, but that this was not for her, and she wished him the best. She told him that they could still be friends, but Eric then said he was done and he was going to end it all. This is like a trend. (sighs) Manipulation 101. Eric arrived at work a number of days later and then stormed off site when he said Sonia would not even look at him and work. Trying to remain civil and not let it affect her life, 
She messaged Eric privately and said there was no need for this type of response. He responded once again saying his head was done and he once again was going to end it all. He went AWOL from work for a day or so. So much so that she called the guards because he said he was in a hotel room and he had a noose. And he was going to kill himself. And the guards went to the hotel. Okay. Found him sitting in a cafe next door texting her. Fucking bastard. And then downplayed the whole thing saying like he never said, like he was just taking the piss and it wasn't that serious and she just blew it all out of control. Sonia once again said she was kind and compassionate, but she also stated her distance and didn't offer her help, but was like, you need to get help. You need to get speak to somebody. She was like, but I'm not the one to help you. Yeah. On the 5th of February, 2014, he had accused her of blocking him on Facebook and blanking him at work. This is like January, by the way, they went on three dates. Three dates? Yeah. This dude is a walking red flag. They were never together. Even by his own admission, he was they, like, we were they never, weren't in a relationship. We were never boyfriend and girlfriend. Just went on three dates. Yeah. This guy's a fucking lunatic. On February 5th, 2014, he had accused her of blocking him on Facebook and blanking him at work, saying, why can't you even look at me? It just hurts. I'm afraid we're not even going to be friends. Miss Blount denied this, though, in a later text. She revealed she was afraid talking to you will give you the wrong impression. The next day, he texted saying he had heard a rumour in work that he was stalking her. He said there was no truth to it and it, that it was a horrible thing for her to say. Sonia texted back saying she had not heard the rumours, though she added, you keep looking over at me and it is freaking me out. The pair continued to communicate until the February 8, 2014, when the text stopped and Mr. Locke subsequently texted his sister Kim asking if she if she would ask a mutual friend if he could hack Sonia's Facebook page what? and email account as he heard she was ripping him off behind his back. He's told all of his family that he's like seeing this girl, that he's like dating her. Oh my God. Also for anybody that is not from Ireland or specifically Dublin because no one else says this, ripping off means cheating on somebody. Yeah, because I, I had never heard that until I met Gar. Oh really? Because he used to be say, oh, he's ripping her off. And I was like, I'm taking her money. <laughs> like I genuinely did not know that that's what <laughs> it meant. He's stealing her money. I was like, stealing her money. So it means that uh, cheating on somebody. He said he needed to know so he could say, so he, because his sister was like, stay away from her. Like, just leave it alone. His sister thought they were going out, Paul. Oh my God. So he was just like telling his this is my girlfriend. Yeah. He said he needed to know so he could stay away from her. Kim advised her brother to stay away from Sonia and that he deserved much better in inverted, in commas. In later texts, his sister told him Sonia's account could not be hacked. So even though she was like, no... Did she try? Well, I don't know. I don't know if she was just placating him. She was like, I gave it a go. But, but I, she obviously she, didn't. She probably did. She probably didn't. She probably did. Imagine me texting you. Oh, no, never mind. If you text me, you're like, can you hack this person? You would do that. I probably, probably do. Yeah. <laughs> so like, a take back. <laughs> although, like, Graham's password is M-A-R. <laughs> um, so... Chris Redden, or Claire Redden, Sonia's sister, said Sonia had been the eldest of five siblings and that she was a great sister and was caring and kind. She said that her sister had been very upset and worried about Locke after he had threatened suicide and gone missing that January. She said she wasn't sleeping, she couldn't eat, and she wondered if it was her fault. Oh, 
fuck. He found somebody very empathetic and yeah. very kind and fully manipulated it. I'd be like, fucking do us all a favour. Yeah. Go on then. Yeah. Go that, on I'm going to be honest with you. That is the proper response. Yeah. Away you go. Yeah, off you go. Because I can assure you, they are manipulating you. Yeah. She just couldn't believe that this was happening with someone. There wasn't a major relationship to call to cause this, she explained yeah. Claire. She couldn't understand what had caused this. She told me that he kept texting her all the time and she kept saying, it's not what I want to just leave her alone, she yeah. said multiple times. Claire said that Sonia had put a post on Facebook on February 9th saying, the shit's going to hit the fan. Can I just say... Don't err. Don't put cryptic messages on Facebook. No. You okay, hon? Because I could put a message like this up. You could die <laughs> in mysterious circumstances. And they'd be like, uh, so we're just going to read back that yeah. message that you put up on Facebook. She's going to hit the fan. Uh, Did have, the shit hit Emma's fan? Have fun of improv. Yeah. Have fun improv. Yeah. Do you want me to kill that guy for you? But that yeah. is very much what it is. Like, yeah. if you don't do that, if you don't want to get caught, like... I knew it was obviously about Eric, she said, recalling that she had asked Sonia about it. She said he was freaking her out, staring at her in work. She said she was going to ask to change shifts so she didn't have to see him. She said he's a proper Fruit Loop. He is a proper Fruit Loop. Yeah, Fruit Loop means crazy person. Um, also, during this time, Eric wrote Sonia a like, oh, no. four-page letter saying that they could have had something good. He was really sorry. Eric. He was just in a dark place when he met her. And when they went out that night, that they could have had like a life together. And that he thought he should give her a chance. No. Nope. She should give him a chance. No. Nope. And he sent it to her house. So he posted it to her home address. No is a full sentence. No is a full sentence. Like, Jesus Christ almighty. So in February 2014, Sonia blocks Eric from Facebook and he continues to try and harass her. But she's like, no contact. We're done. That's it. At that point. In mid-February, Sonia then received contact from a man called Shane Cully on Facebook. Okay. So February 2014, Eric's blocked. Yep. And then... Done so. This other account adds her as a friend. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shane Cully on Facebook. He said uh, the private messaging... Oh, so the private messaging had started with banter. So, like, it's private messages between the two of them on Facebook... Sonia begins to chat back and forth with Shane. Shane has an account of like 500 or more friends. He's plenty of pictures on his account. She asks, so at one point her friends are like, is this not very, but she was, they were like, is this not very convenient? Because you've blocked this guy and then this other guy who you don't know just randomly turns up. And also he is saying all of the things you want to hear and all of the things you don't want in a relationship. So she asks for a selfie of himself in one of their private messages and says she wants to make sure he is not her mad ex. So she wants to verify Shane is who he says he is. They begin to become more intimate over Facebook Messenger and these messages do become sexual. One of the things I was really caution, cautious of is I didn't like, because this became like the only thing the media focused on. Of course. She was like a woman and she was looking for sex. Yes. We are sexual beings. We are sexual beings. We are not just there to be fucked. Yeah. Shane sends her intimate photos and she responds with the same. Shane has people singing happy birthday to him on his like profile. So his profile seems super legit. By all accounts, he, se- he sends her a selfie as well. 
And by all accounts, this is a verified individual and not someone pretending to be someone else. She tells her friend Susan about him and Susan says, and Sonia says that the page seems legit. Mm-hmm. Susan's like, be careful. Yeah. But like, of she's asked him, he's provided a selfie. What she asked for. Yeah. Like, so. So let's go back to the night Sonia goes missing. Sonia had cancelled meeting her friend Susan. She told her she was just going to stay in and a tearful Susan said in court that the event for the events that she and Sonia were due to go out with they were due to go out with her with each other that evening before she died, but she cancelled saying she was tired. Okay. But she knew she wasn't tired. She knew she was going to do to, something. Okay. She kind of had a feeling. Okay, okay. Susan said she didn't believe her. She said Sonia would never let her down. And instead, she believed Sonia was going to meet a man and told her she hoped it was not Eric Locke. So she was like, I think you're going to do something. Just stay away from this guy. She said Sonia always wanted to help people, but she told her Eric was not someone you could help. So you just need to walk away from him. And she's right. Sonia told Susan she was not meeting Eric. And no, that would be a nightmare, a nightmare, not that whack job from work, is what she said in the text okay. message. She drops her son off at his nanny's, so his grandmother's, and tells her that she's going out with Susan, but she isn't. Okay. She, te- she said she'll be back in the morning to collect Jake, so now no one really knows what Sonia is doing or where she is going. Okay. Because she's kind of lied to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because she had not told anyone where she is going and who she is going to meet. She heads to the Plaza Hotel for about 9pm and checks in. She is meeting Shane Cully. The message between them have implicitly planned this event. So they planned like the day before and she's like, I'm really nervous. I've never done this before. And he's like, don't worry. We could be, I hate this word, but we could be fuck buddies is what he says. Like, we don't have to be in a relationship kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I'll be, like, it'll be totally fine. Like, I'll look after you. Like, she wants to have sex. Yes. And she wants to have sex with somebody. Yeah. And she clearly, like, this this thing is set out, like, this, for the month of February and some, like, this is fully kind of playing out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she checks into the plaza. Shane Cully was going to come after and along later and he asks her to leave a key card out. And she's like, just come up to the room and I'll let you in. But he's super insistent. He's like, no, just leave a key card out for me. Just go down to reception, leave a key card out for me. And there's multiple incess- incessant messages between the two of them. And finally she does. She relents, okay. She texts back, she texts a message. Sorry, text messages sent to Shane Cully indicate she was sick with nerves about the liaison because she'd never done it before. Sonia had spent the previous days sexting with Shane and on the night in question just before midnight she texts asking if he's close to her. like she's checked in at nine close to midnight he's still not, he's there. not there and she's like are you close he doesn't text back but very shortly he arrives okay. that she is near to falling asleep and the key card is at reception for him just after midnight the door opens to her room but it is not Shane Cully it's Eric Locke and he has an imitation gun which looks remarkably like a real gun. He has cable ties and he has duct tape and he has a hat on to, so she wouldn't recognise him if she looked through the peephole. He is wearing black trousers, a white top and a hat. Sonia is completely taken aback 
by surprise and it appears a struggle ensues at either that point or some point. The next image of Eric is at around 5.15am. He is seen leaving the hotel. He can be seen running from the Plaza Hotel at around 540 Hours before Sonia's body was found on the floor of the room, along with the imitation firearm, cable ties and duct tape. He left it all and he left his jacket there as well. Eric is collected by a taxi man. The taxi driver, Ian McAvoy, collected a passenger near the hotel between 5.30am and 6am on that day. And he asked to be brought to Clondalkin Village. He said he was a young lad, a good looking lad. He had a beanie hat on. He was kind of well dressed, smart jeans and a trendy top, he recalled. He asked him if he'd had a good night. Eric looked at him and said, I won't be going there again. He said he was in the nightclub and that he had been in a row. He said he was dancing with a girl when her boyfriend came over and gave him a few slaps. The taxi man said he noticed that he had marks left on his cheek when he was getting in. And he said, give us a look at your face. He turned around and there were scrapes of fingernail scrapes. He said they were very noticeable. And he said to Eric, they're very noticeable. Mm -hmm. He said the passenger just shrugged it off when he told him he'd have to explain them to everybody. So he was like, you're going to have to explain them. And Eric was like, whatever. I'll give a fuck, yeah. The man directed, so the Eric directed him to St. John's Grove in Clondalkin where he got out. Garda Robert Whitty um, was called to the hotel around 3.30 after the body was found. He said there was a do not disturb sign hanging from the door and the body of Sonia was lying on the floor. She had a ligature mark, he recalled, explaining that it was a visible line around her neck. It was consistent in what I would call a strangulation mark. There was an imitation firearm under the bed. He said, adding that he did not know initially it was an imitation, that it was that good. He thought it was a real gun. What's really upsetting about this as well is it is incredibly difficult to strangle someone. Yeah. It takes so I'm about to get this. I probably should have given a trigger warning. We'll need to go back and put that in. You can do it now. Like, there's a trigger warning for, like, severe violence. Okay. So, and like... I'll make sure that I put it in the episode, don't worry. Um, he observed tissue paper and a towel on the side of the bat, both of which appeared to have been bloodstained. We believe that the debt was suspicious at the time, he said, confirming that the, that then more officers, officers were called. So he was called first. He was like, this is definitely a murder. So they called more. So then uh, Garda Thomas Murray arrived and he made similar observations. It appeared that there was a garment of some description shoved very deeply inside Sonia's mouth so deeply and aggressively that it had dislodged her teeth um, and she had like broken teeth at the front and she had like um, a bridge like a retainer bridge and that was broken so like he shoved her thing in her own mouth and then like broke her teeth <sighs> Detective Garda Jeanette O'Neill described the gag found in her mouth he, she said it appeared to be a white and black striped top so like her own clothes um, she also identified a full-sized air pistol found under the bed. She said it looked very like an actual pistol. She said that due to the number of items thrown around the floor, she said that she felt like a struggle had taken place. Mm-hmm. It looked as though a violent struggle had taken place. Sonia's dad... So now, all of what I've just said is happening in closed doors. No one knows this has happened. It's not in the media. There's just a body in the hotel. Okay. So we're back to now Sonia's family who are still looking for Sonia. They don't. They don't know. They don't know. 
So Sonia's dad and family are now in an awful state and they're driving around looking for their daughter and their sister. Where, where here's, where, when he hears about a woman found in a hotel and her sister and brother are also looking for her and they hear about a body being found in a hotel. Dude, I'm not able. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awful. So they text each other and he heads straight to the plaza. He pulls into the parking lot and his heart sinks. It's okay. Because he sees her. I just think this bit's so upsetting. It's okay. It's okay. This is horrendous. I haven't done this in so long. <laughs> he got really good at not crying. So he finds a guard and says his daughter is missing. He describes her and the guard says that he better come with him. He describes the tattoos of the woman found and he knows it's his daughter. He knows his daughter's lying dead inside that hotel. But she's not formally identified at that point because obviously it's a crime scene. It's a crime scene, yeah. But it's clear to the guard that it's his daughter. Do they let him up or no? Do they what? Do they let him? No, God, no, they wouldn't. God, yeah. So the next thing is obviously Sonia's body is like taken out of the room like the next day but the state pathologist Professor Mary Cassidy who we love Mary states that the death was caused by asphyxiation or of lack of oxygen due to compression to the neck. It is exacerbated by suffocation due to the gag in her mouth. So he shoves that gag in her mouth and then he chokes her. There was no evidence of bruising in or around her mouth which is probably an indication that she was still alive when the gag was put in there. This is so violent. It's so violent. She said the gag had been inserted with sufficient force to dislodge her front teeth and break a wire retainer in the back of her mouth. She described the marks on her neck as being consistent with ligature strangulation, one consistent with a cable, including or possibly a phone charger, which was found beside Sonia's body. However, she said the other marks could not have been, could have been caused by something broader, such as a forearm, arm, or as in an arm lock. So like by grabbing Around her. her neck, yeah. yeah. The unusual mark under her chin could have resulted from an arm around her neck. There was excessive damage to her laryngeal structures, which suggested more force than they expected from a narrow ligature. She also found scratches on her neck consistent with having come from fingernails. So he like manually strangled her. I was going to ask it. Yeah. Okay. And then also wrapped a cord wrapped around, a cord her, around neck. her neck. And um, like the thing about it is when you're doing that, people can say, oh, you're not, you know, you just kind of snap to be like this isn't working so I have to get something else to stop in the middle of it and be like I need to do something else is indicative to me of a person that is very much in their right mind yeah and trying to kill somebody yeah Cassidy explained that the force would have to be maintained for a sufficient time for petechial 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 hemorrhages petechial hemorrhages she saw on her face to appear so I, do, I have read that before that it's like your face will tell yeah. like the markings in your face will tell how long how it long took for your yeah. strangulation to take oh my god dude what the fuck there were a few marks on the arms suggesting she could have been grabbed forcibly 
She continued, marks on her head and face could have suggested minor blows to the head. She also noted that an earring had scratched the skin behind Blount's, Sonia's ear uh, with the back of an earring which was found in her hair. So she was probably like pushed and held down forcibly. Mm-hmm. Probably there would have been a struggle, she said. She could tell that Sonia had engaged in sexual activity in or around the previous 24 hours, but she couldn't say if it was consensual or not. Okay. Eric hands himself into a local guard station pretty much like the same day the news breaks and says he's the one so he admits to killing her but that he didn't murder her. Is, is he making it out to be like a... He just wanted to talk to her and make her listen to him. Eric with an address in St. John Park East in Clondalkin pleads not guilty but admits to causing the death of Sonia, who was found strangled and suffocated. So manslaughter? Pretty much. Okay. Garda Kamen Ryan said he began interviewing the accused the night after um, he'd handed himself into the city guard station. Okay. He told officers that he'd been suffering with depression for years, but that meeting Sonia, yeah, yeah, a few months earlier had brought him back up. Bitch, me too. Yeah. He said they'd finished about four weeks earlier and she had later ended communication with him. He said, it brought me back up, he said. As in, he said, like, going out with her. But he then said, like, them breaking up brought him back down. Okay. He said he used his hands on her neck. He didn't only use his hands. And he said he set up a fake Facebook account in the name of Shane Cully and arranged to meet her through it. It's fucking psychopath. He said, I went into town. I purchased masking tape, cable ties, a pellet gun and a Stanley blade. I just wanted to, wanted to frighten her. I didn't mean to do it. He said he used the key card. I just want to be really clear. This is all his words. None of this is what happened. I don't yeah, think. And because Sonia can't say what and happened. Sonia can't say what happened. I just wanted to frighten her. He said he used the key card she'd left at reception to let himself into the room. He said when he got up to the door and opened it, she got a shock. It was me. He said he told her he just wanted to talk and he began asking her why she'd finished and cut contact. Now he also said that he tied her to a chair. So there is a strong possibility, like he said he shoved that thing into her mouth, tied her to a chair. With the intention of, like, her being forced to listen to him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God! So, like, not to... There is a strong indication that this went on for, like, a very long time. So he got there at 12 and he did not leave till quarter six in the morning. Yeah, so he was fucking tormenting that poor girl yeah. for, like, six hours. Yeah. So, um... He said he used a key card and he left at reception. She got a shock, it was me. He said he told her he just wanted to talk and began asking her why she'd finished it and cut contact. He said she hadn't asked him to leave, but had wanted them to leave together. So he, she, it sounds like she was like, it's okay, we'll just go down together. Like, come on, me and you, like, don't worry about it. No one needs to know. Like, she was pleading for him to, like, leave, but like, she'd leave with him. She was trying to, trying to get out of there. He said, I thought that once we got to reception, she'd just scream and that's what stopped me. He said, I took out the things and put them on the bed and she was terrified. 
She was frantic. We had a fight and it happened. I used my hands on her neck, he recalled. Now, this is a statement from the night. This changes. Okay. He was asked when she had done what what she had done while he was being while he had been strangling her and he pointed to the scratches on his face he was asked if she had said anything else he said she said Eric what are you doing but her voice was very low he initially denied using anything other than his hands however he admitted to using a cable phone charger briefly after a blood-stained charger was shown to him he said he had put her top into her mouth because he panicked. He said she was breathing heavily. I thought someone would hear. He said she he wasn't sure if she was dead when he left the room at 6am. He said he had attempted suicide before deciding to hand himself yeah, in. Yeah, sure he did, buddy. And he denied raping her and he said they had consensual no, no, sex. Yeah, I'm sure they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm. Before she saw the items he had brought. Yeah. That that absolutely happened, guys. Men love this, don't they? Oh, they love, love it all. Do you know what old. I don't? Here's what I don't care. He handed himself in and said, yeah, I killed her, but I didn't mean to. Just admit to raping Just her. Just admit to raping her. Just say, but you see, this is a power thing. This is him being like, we were so in love that we had sex and then she panicked. Like he has created this entire fabrication in his head. This is a fantasy for him. Like, this is an actual fantasy for this son of a bitch. And so many cases that we have done where women have been sexually assaulted and raped and the man will say it was consensual. We had consensual sex and then I killed her. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you remember that case you did about the guy who... I'm so angry already. Picked up the... Went into the woman's house. She had a kid and she was... Yeah. And then he was like... He was like, we had sex. She wanted to have sex. What? And I brought brought her up in the mountains and killed her. What are you talking about? You raped her. Yeah, like, honestly. Like, for him to be so arrogant and so full of pride to go into a police station and say, I went to this woman's room. She thought I was someone else. I let myself in and I had a pretend gun, cable ties, and then I tormented her. I put something in her mouth that broke her teeth and I tormented her and she had consensual sex sex with with me. me. I told you this was going to make you angry. But to burn everything down, I swear to God. He said, I'm confessing to killing Sonia, not murdering her because I didn't intend for her to die. Didn't call the ambulance more. Or when no, it, you let her, let her lay on the floor and when die. When wasn't sure she was dead. From 12 to 5. Yeah. So November 9th, 2015, the jury is sworn in for the trial of a Dublin man. Eric Locke accused of murdering a woman in a hotel room last year because he decides to say he's not guilty. Yeah, sounds about right. Now, the next bit I'm going to tell you is very frustrating because I can't figure out, I can't find anything and you're probably going to have to look and see if you can find it. So Eric Locke, St. John's Park, East Clondalkin pleads not guilty at the Central Criminal Court to murdering Sonia at room 346 in the Plaza Hotel on February 16th, 2014. That's the 9th of November 2015. Yeah. Mr. Patrick gave, uh, Mr. Patrick Gagaby, defending, told the court that the trial is expected to last five to six days. That's 2015? Yeah. May 8, 2017, the trial begins. Oh, there must be a reason that it's, it's uh, stopped. And what I will say is, 
Claire, Sonia's Perfect. sister, yeah. gave an interview, and because I was trying, I was like, "What? This is like a two and a half, three year yeah, gap? Yeah. Like what? That was worse for her little boy because he was three when his mum died, and five. in that time, he they were like the trial was due to start." this would all be put behind him and then he would start school and no one would know. And now he's starting school but and the trial is But he's in school cool. and the trial has started and everybody knows that his Sonia was his mum. Is his mum. I hate everybody. So it's just, and I don't know why. Okay, well I'll have a look and see if I can find anything but I don't know either. So Eric is still pleading not guilty because he's a big old piece of shit. Yep. He says he never intended to kill Sonia. He just wanted to speak to her and explain his side of things. He put Sonia's family through a full trial and the defence admits that the accused caused Sonia's death. The defence said that the accused had admitted to the guardie that he strangled her, but said Eric didn't mean to kill her and the defence the defense suggested that she became distressed when he saw the items he had brung and Eric panicked and strangled her. They said that much of the evidence would focus on the communications between the two and that the jury would be able to see the arc of their relationship through text messages. The defence said the jury would be asked to concentrate on the mental state of Eric in this case and would hear from psychiatrists. When you go off to deliberate, assuming the prosecution has proved to you that Eric Locke killed her intentionally, you then must consider diminished responsibility, his defence lawyer, Mr. Farrell, said. Why is there diminished responsibility? The defence explained the meaning of diminished responsibility was where a person's mental disorder reduced their responsibility for the unlawful killing. The prosecution will be suggesting to you that there is much to be learned from the looking of what he brought to the room to ascertain what was going through his mind at the relevant time. So he's like... What's his diminished responsibility? What's he claiming? I'm about to, I'm about to get... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're like me. I'm annoyed. I'm so annoyed. Diminished responsibility? You're yeah. depressed? Yeah. You think that's diminished responsibility? He went to a shop. We're sad, dude. We're not fucking stuff. strangling people to death. So, Dr. Sean O'Domino? Dompo? Dompo? I'm terrible with these names. Where is he? Where's Dr. Sean? O'Donnell. Is that Donal in Irish? <laughs> Well, there's me too. That's our Americans are like Domino Gleason. Domino. Oh, it's Domino. Yeah. I never, I never know what's why his name. Yeah. But like, anyway, Dr. Sean O'Donnell, two two first names, <laughs> uh, took to the stand for the defense. Dr. Sean O'Donnell is a psychiatrist. Okay. He is on the defense's he side. He said, this motherfucker is lying. Guilty. No, he's on the defense. Oh, for fuck's sake, Sean. So he, he said to argue the case of dismin- d- diminished responsibility. But on cross-examination, he agreed that several messages asking her to leave a key card for the room yep. at reception were to ensure she wouldn't look through the peephole yep. and he wouldn't have to knock on the door. He could walk straight in. And he stated that there was some degree of planning. O'Donnell testified that he diagnosed Locke with a pervasive developmental disorder and he gave his opinion that his mental state meant he had diminished responsibility for the killing. No. And I'm about to tell you the next bit, which is even more infuriating. He had interviewed Eric and his family in November of 2015 for a very short period of time. Yeah, probably like 15 minutes and charged from 400 fucking euro. And found him to have signs of ADHD, autism and Asperger's syndrome. 
He said he believed that Locke had intended tying her to a chair and forcing her to listen to an account of his suffering, but he didn't intend to kill her. Did this motherfucker just say that the reason that this man killed, strangled, raped, and I'm not even saying allegedly, and murdered a woman is because he has ADHD and autism? Yeah. Yeah. Is this 19 to Kitty too? Yeah. Did he put leeches on him? You, you got any leeches for this? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of fucking bullshit is that? This case will just make you angry. I am fucking... The ghasts I am flabbering. I know. This is insane. Hello, gas. <sighs> On May 22nd, 2017, the court proceedings came to an end and Mr. Justice Michael Moriarty... Moriarty. Moriarty. Told the jury that Sonia seemed like an entirely likeable and decent young lady. Yeah, because she fucking was. And even if she wasn't, it doesn't matter. I think it's because you and me would have seen it, but like the tabloids made this entire Oh, they turned her into a a vixen, a slutty vixen looking for sex. No, she was a woman that wanted to have sex. Yeah, like she was a young woman. She's 31 years of age. It isn't. We are. We, people, the world, we are not allowed to be sexual. No. We are not... We get fucked. Yeah. They do it to to us. I'm so mad. Can we call this episode We Get Fucked, They Do It To Us? They do. Although, I like the... I don't care about how much palace costs. He reminded the jury of her injuries and that Eric had dressed her. So one of the things is... Oh! She was fully dressed when when she was found. He dressed her? She was fully dressed. That's uh, the ADHD, is it? Yeah. Maybe the autism. Sick, fuck me. He had killed her. He described this as no mean feat, reminding the jury of the pathologist's evidence in that regard. Excuse me. He said that the question the jury had to ask itself was whether diminished responsibility came to Locke's rescue or not. He reminded the jury of the evidence that the three psychiatrists noting that Dr. Sean Donal... Dr. Sean O'Donnell had gone near, had not gone near the book of evidence before interviewing Locke. The judge said it seemed Dr. O'Donnell had merited some of the stern criticism meted out by prosecutor Remy Farrell. So he had kind of said, yeah, do you know what? Some of the things you're challenging me on, I agree with. Yeah. Like the prosecutor, Remy Farrell, really did. He was like, but hang on. I understand the diminished responsibility. But he asked for a key card. Also, diminished responsibility. He set he set up a fake, fucking fake Facebook, Facebook account. So, although the psychiatrist was like, he has these things, it kind of <sighs> fell apart for the defense. Of course it did. Yeah. So, after just one hour and 33 minutes of deliberating in the Central Criminal Court... A jury of eight men and four women reached a unanimous verdict of guilty. The speed of which this was done, which is an hour and 33 minutes, resulted in gasps throughout the packed courtroom. However, the jury had been told to return to the court at the time, as it was not made known how quickly the verdict had actually been reached. Probably three seconds. Yeah. I think they were in there and they had lunch and then they came back. (laughs) The announcement of the guilty verdict led to shouts of yes, followed by applause from members of Sonia's family, and the friends embraced each other before leaving the courtroom. Sorry. It's okay. 
I don't know why this case I Because it's like, horrific It's fucking horrific Mr Justice Michael Moriarty Remanded Locke in custody For sentencing Which vic- When So the Friday after When yeah. the victim impact statements Will be heard And the convicted murderer Will then receive His mandatory life sentence Yeah May 26th Eric Locke was sentenced To life in prison Hope it's hot down there Eric So Sonia's sister Gave an emotional victim speech and I had it written down in its entirety, but it's just so upsetting. I yeah. can't get through it. No, that's fair enough. So Claire told how Sonia's son, Jake, said his mummy would never leave him. She said how he had moved in with her and they had engaged with a child psychologist to support him. She said he was three when she was murdered on the same day of his birthday. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it was his birthday and then she left. Oh yeah, she left. Yeah. She said she now fulfilled the role of his mother and would get to watch him grow, but that nobody would ever replace his real mother. She said she had made a memory book for Jake filled with photographs and some of Sonia's Facebook posts about him. She said he'd still remembered a lot about her, but not that day. And not a day went by without him talking about her. So she took she she took him then that's Yes, yeah, she's a legal guardian. She's amazing. She lives with his auntie and his uncle and I think he is cousins. Okay. So amazing. she lives with them. That's amazing. Um but that his memories would fade and the memory book was now all that he had of her. He said if she could, she would be by his side. But that, that opportunity was taken from her and Jake. She said his life would always be tainted by what happened. He is her legacy and he is doing her proud. And she's looking down every day and smiling at him. Tracy said, so Tracy is Sonia's other sister. Yeah. And she said that preparing for the trial was something no family would ever have to go through. And that's what, like, he didn't have to do this to them. He didn't have to do this to them. He went to a police station and said, I killed her. But like, what was he hoping to get out of like I killed her but like I didn't mean to kill her so you, dra- you dragged this poor family through the like courts like fucking awful but they had to sit and listen to what you did to her in yeah, extreme detail in extreme detail like and then he had to like a psychologist had to get up and be like mm, well maybe he didn't mean it because he's got autism sorry um, the, the, uh, I don't even I don't know so she said preparing for the trial was something no family would ever expect to have to do. She described Sonia as a beloved daughter, sister, and aunt who had been taken from them suddenly in a horrific manner. She said she was always so adventurous, whether travelling around the world or going out dancing with her friends. Patrick Gagby, SC, defending, said Locke had written a short letter of apology earlier in the week that he wanted to write out in court on. I'm not joking. This cunt is a fucking arrogant sociopath. I don't want to hear your apologies. However, the barrister said it would seem trite to yes. read it out in the light of the morning's evidence. The judge said it would be put into the court file instead. Shove that up your arse. You want me to sit and listen to you? Shove that up your arse. After not yeah. only murdering her, but dragging us through the court system. Yeah. Uh, like Even like... The court system, but like the full media, like, you know how women are treated. And yes. they're talking about your, 
your daughter, your mother, yeah. your sister sexting. Yeah. Which is her fucking own personal own right to do. Personal right. And doesn't in any way equate to being like, it. oh, but she deserved to be murdered. No, but like, but they will, it is astounding to watch because I know for a fact that there were people, and I know when it breaks my heart, I know that there were people looking at this case and in the back of their heads thinking that she deserved this because she was looking for sex. Yeah, and because she went to a hotel. And because she went to a hotel. Like, and I know there are people thinking that. And this makes that makes this a hundred times worse. Oh, just a hundred times worse. Like, just... Like, uh, do you want to tell about when we were... Uh, when oh, we yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I don't know what I said there. <laughs> he said, <laughs> you've been convicted of the murder of your former very close associate and friend. He said it had required immensely professional police work to gather the evidence. No, it didn't really. It was all under the bed. Yeah, it was all under the bed and he fucking arrived at the police station He's, the same day. His jacket was there. So, uh, Justice Moriarty then asked Locke to stand. He said, you've been convicted of the murder of your former and very close associate and friend. I actually don't think they were very close. N- no, it was three dates. Yeah. And I don't think she was even his friend. And I also think, does this judge understand that the person that she was she was talking to, she thought it was another person? person. She didn't know it was him. Yeah. Um, He said that it required immensely professional police work to gather the evidence. It didn't. That, in my view, very properly resulted in your being convicted unanimously by the jury. Yeah. He said the extremely touching evidence given by Sonia's two sisters had given the impression of what an exceptional person Sonia was. He said it was a tragedy for the whole family. For little Jake, it was an unspeakable one. He explained that the sentence was mandatory and I pronounce you to be sentenced in prison to imprisonment for life, he concluded. Sonia's family and friends left the courtroom as her murderer was being led away to begin his life sentence. Her family went on to talk publicly about the dangers of meeting people on social media and they appeared on Claire Byrne to just advise people to be safe. Be careful, yeah. Just but to be to aware. Be absolutely truthful and honest. Sonia tried to be safe. She did. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we currently live in a world where dating apps and meeting people online is the norm. norm. It is not outside the realms of possibility. It is completely the norm. This girl asked him for selfies. There was videos of people singing happy birthday to him. He had a f- an account full of Facebook pictures. It is, I probably would have been taken in by that as well. She, and also, even if that's not the case... There is no acceptable reason for what happened to that woman. No. She could have been putting her fanny on the internet. It's no one's fucking business. That we, that we are looking for reasons, not us, for the rape, torture, and murder of a woman, a mother, a daughter, a sister. To look for a reason for that. The reason is misogyny. misogyny. That is the reason. And I know I sound like a crazy feminist. Misogyny. That is the reason. He was so... um, He he was so arrogant to think that this woman should sit in a chair... And listen to him. And listen to him. After she explicitly told him no. And he had all... Like, he... He had pulled... He had that arrogance of lying about trying to kill himself. He... Like they manipulate people were, uh, uh, when he went to the police station. It's like I tried to kill myself. Do you think that we care? Yeah, I don't care, motherfucker. I'll give you a rope. No, at this point, and people are it's cruel. 
It would have been great if we did it earlier because yeah. she'd still be alive. Because she'd still be alive. Like, I can't... It, I, this is... Be, I'm, I'm so mad because I'm not only mad about what happened to her, but I'm mad about the fact that I know, and I know because Sarah Jane and I were in Cladda Green uh, when this was on the newspaper and there was two older women looking at the newspaper. Because Eric Locke is a conventionally attractive yes. young man. He has hair he and has eyebrows. Hair, like, eyebrows, whatever. And he has, um... Quite like a chiselled jawline. so fucking boring. And his photo on the front of the paper, the exact commentary, me and Emma were like so angry and let it be known in the shop, was like, he's really attractive. He'd never think he'd do, he wouldn't he do, wouldn't something, do like something like that. He wouldn't do something like that. She said he's far too good looking. Yeah. As if he doesn't need to tie a woman and murder her. To get sex. Like, is exa- is a, exactly. Is what it like, Sarah and I literally were standing in the shop and we were like, what? Yeah. And like, I'd say this from experience. I was just saying to Sarah that I was somebody very close in my life who was abused by a man. Fucking piece of... And I had a close friend of mine who said that they couldn't believe this person in my life was being abused because he was too good looking. Is that person no longer in your life? Not in my life anymore. To my face. And I remember just being like... I don't know what to say to you. Like, I I can't help you. I can't help you. There is nothing I can say that can help you right now. What does, like... Like, Nikita and Lauren have a podcast called Sister Sister. Sister Sister. Um, Spelled C-Y-S-T-E-R. And this week's episode is about being in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And they put up a thing today where they were like, what do you wish you knew in your 20s yeah. you know now and I just put that like your personal appearance has nothing to do with your self-worth nothing and also on another note your personal appearance has nothing or anyone's personal appearance has nothing to do about their fucking sociopathic capabilities and nothing. tendencies like we people thought Ted Bundy Ted Bundy was a good looking guy he wasn't at all like but people, people think like, Richard Ramirez is handsome like, guy like what and what are you then talking like this, about uh, by the way that's internalised misogyny fully internalised misogyny fully. to be like that man is so attractive so he doesn't need to fucking violently or sexually abuse or rape somebody because they can have sex yeah. with whoever they want and on the, on the flip is not about no. being, it's not about attractiveness it's about power it's about power and causing pain to another person and domineering somebody and the flip side of that is you will hear women telling stories about being sexually assaulted and you have men in the comments basically say no one had sexually no one assaulted you. you I've seen a we're thing. in hell like yeah. we're actually in hell you know oh that lady oh the lady on TikTok who's the nun you ever see her on TikTok she follows us and she no. she calls out that like she literally follows all of the alt-right people in Ireland and then she calls them out on her TikTok. oh I have seen she wears the yeah. habit um, yeah 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 someone sent her screen grabs of like a private WhatsApp okay and it's like with one of the guys she was like this guy's a fucking piece of shit yeah. and blah blah and uh literal commentary was just men being like well she doesn't have to worry about being raped literally and then literally being like um really graphic horrific things about like how people wouldn't have sex with her and she's also uh, I didn't realise but that lady's in a wheelchair oh I didn't know that either and then there was a whole thing about like literally about her like being in a wheelchair being disabled and how I won't even say what it no, said I I'll tell imagine. you after but I it was awful imagine. but like if you think rape and sexual assault and violence against women or men has anything to do with like your level of attractiveness or them being attracted yeah, to you. you like you think that a man hiding in a bush is 
watching women walk past going, no, she's not pretty enough. Yeah, like, honestly. He's sitting there going, what is my easiest target for me to do this horrific, horrific act? And we need to do better. We need to do better with our sons. We need to do better with the men in our lives. We need to do better with our sons because this is not stopping. If anything, currently, this is getting worse because unfortunately they've been given an outlet online to spout this like the um, the comments that I see towards women that I follow on the internet mm. the things that are said to them I couldn't even and then they the picture of them is them with their wife holding a child yeah I'm like that's you're married to that that's your husband but I don't remember I told you this story about um what's that author's name she wrote Trill. Uh, Lin- Libby Lin- Lindy West Lindy West Lindy West yeah so I, t- I think I told you this before Lindy West uh, is Lindy West a plus size person she calls herself fat Lindy West calls herself fat so she's a fat person and she wrote an article before about how she was treated by being fat blah 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 and some her father had passed away and this psychopath on the internet found all her father's pictures and made a profile on it Twitter with her dad, dead dad's picture calling her a stupid fat cunt what and she'll die alone she's gonna die of heart, ta- heart attack you should be glad your father is dead so you don't have to see your fat ass abusing or like virulently abusing her like the worst type of shit her father had just died and so she did a podcast you can find it online I've talked about this before where she rang she spoke to that guy on the phone oh you did tell me yes and she said to him why did you say these things to me and he said because you were happy and I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with you being happy. I couldn't deal with you looking at you and going, why doesn't she hate herself? And if that that exact, why doesn't she hate herself, is the reason for so much vitriol towards women in the world. Reducing somebody to a, a sexual being and then wondering why women are being raped every mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Yeah. Sorry, every minute a woman is raped. Every minute a woman is raped. Like. That is a fact. That is not me making up a statistic. That is a fact. Like. And to say, oh, nobody would rape you. You're not attractive. What about when they're raping children? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you find children attractive? Is that what you're saying? Mm. I just, I'm very frustrated by this case because she should not be dead. Mm. First and foremost, she should not be dead. Her child should not have... Are you going to cry now, too? No. <laughs> her child should have a mother. Their, her family should have her. They, she should be alive. This motherfucker's alive. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he's appealing Of his course case. he's appealing his case. Yeah, yeah. And what's a, what's a life sentence? 18 years? 18 years. 17, 18 years. And this was 2017? He did it because he has autism and ADHD. Yeah. I have ADHD. I have ADD. Colin has ADHD. <sighs> Do you think we'll murder somebody? I don't know. I'm really upset now, so I'm sorry, but you did an excellent job. Sorry. No, no, no. I knew... I knew I was going to be upset by this. I just... Fair play to the jury. Yeah, no, fair play to the jury. Fair play to her um, her, her team, her legal fair team. Play, her family have fought, Remarkable tried, people. and, like, also, came to her defence at every possible, like, if you're just... Talk, if you're talking to somebody online, so if you're talking to somebody online and you're a little bit concerned, uh, ask for specific pictures. So don't say, I want a selfie. Say, I want a selfie with you holding... 
this or I want a selfie with you with both your thumbs up or with your thumb and your middle finger or your little finger oh, out. Oh, okay, that's good. I want a specific selfie because a lot of the time... If they're catfish and they can't get They can't provide that. So if you are concerned, say, hey, can you get me a selfie? If they've told you about something, being like, oh, I have a puppy or I have uh, whatever. Just say, can you take a picture with them? And I want you to, can you just hold the dog a certain way? Or um, just be as specific as possible. My last point on this case, and I, we it's the first, we haven't done a story since the 18th of October. We're very emotional right so now. So we're super emotional. <laughs> it goes back to what the ladies in My Favourite Murder said. Stop being polite to these people. Yeah. Sonia was a lovely, empathetic, sweet, caring, kind, kind person. person. And I... I'm not victim blaming. If he, like... I I just for me it, it that what did the ladies say stop being polite is that what they said um yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. like it, it this fuck politeness fuck politeness fuck politeness and every sense of it in this case like because I think that woman would still be here and I think her son would still have her mum and you also have to question as women why we end up placating these men oh it's so obvious like it has to be questioned Lily's eight years of age and she is the class the table captain and Alicia is the other table captain and Georgia is the other table captain (laughs) and the trashecta (laughs) these every table captain in Lily's classroom is a girl and I'm sure I see you see it from an early age as well. And it's because the boys are unruly and yeah. they don't listen. And, and they, they can just do what they want and yeah. we'll take charge and, and we'll look after yeah, we everything. Look after but it's like, uh, well, the but the teacher needs to make the boys be them be the captain too because why are you being responsible? And I, me and Lily, I speak really openly to my daughter. I speak in a, a manner of which she understands. But like I always say to her, it's not your job to make them successful. No, it's not your job to make their life easier. Even if they, I get they're eight. No, but, but this it is, is where we're learning. It's Lily's job to be the team captain no. of her table every week because the four boys on the table don't want to do it. Can't get their shit together. No, they're never going to get their. But shit that is, together. they're learning it at that age. That's where we learned it. Mm-hmm. We learned it at that age you're like you have to be more mature yeah. you have to be the grown up boys will be boys mm-hmm. all these things we learn Lily, at such I, a young age I said to you today you were in the supermarket with me at one of like Lily's friends one of Lily's friends parents and we I brought them to the cinema during the week and a boy from their class was in the same theatre as us and he was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted he was doing handstands he was jumping up and down he wanted like it's a, it was a kids movie it was a fucking four o'clock on a Thursday like he was by no means bothering me yeah. I, like I was on my kid. phone talking to you probably like on text but Lily would never act that way yeah and at no point did anybody in the theatre including that kid's parents Tell them stop. say hey there's other people in the theatre that might be trying to watch this movie and like Lily was like, ah, ha, 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 like he's so funny. And I said to Lily, no, that's not funny. That's rude and impolite. And, and it's impolite. Yeah. I was like, we've paid seventy euro today to come to the cinema to get your treats. And to he's like, acting the fuck. I was like, and there are people in the cinema that have paid the same amount of money that don't know him and don't think he's funny, and they want to watch the movie and just watch the movie. 
and that's and fair enough I was like it's not and like if it was a girl I would have said the same thing but it's that thing that they like it's from the earliest of ages they, when I tell you they are allowed okay, young boys like you can see the difference yeah. they are allowed this is expected behaviour from them yeah. I will say this if you're if you're listening to this and you are currently in a relationship or getting into a relationship with a man and you are you feel like you are his mother just get out. please leave yeah i am begging you please leave you are not somebody's mother you are meant to be their equal yeah and we need to understand this like never in a million years will i ever mother a man i couldn't give a fiddler's fuck no if you are a grown ass adult deal with your shit you are not my problem and there's a difference between mothering and being there for someone but the line is blurred the line is fully blurred yep I haven't heard I've never heard of a woman being like I was with another woman and I became her mother no because we are taught from day one to be self-sufficient but then we're also told that we're not self-sufficient and we can't do anything and we need to hunter gather anyway anyway feminism we're back baby we're back baby yeah <laughs> Sarah, excellent excellent job well done well done well thanks done thanks very much uh, to uh, the family the Blount family we really saw news family we're so sorry and yeah. we cannot begin to fathom what you've gone through I just hope you have peace knowing that that bastard is rotting and hopefully will continue to rot um, because he's a piece of shit yeah. and autism and ADHD does not make you kill somebody no what the fuck honestly what the fuck what the fuck anyway um, bye everybody have a lovely week uh, we'll see you next week or in my case and I'm sure it will we'll cry then as well because we're very emotional I don't know I hope we won't cry <laughs> um, but yeah we'll talk to you next week have a lovely week and look bye, after guys. yourselves Colin are you deaf when you're born do you live in a box do you pee in the bath if I leave open the door Do you cry really loud when Emma goes to the shops? Do you eat really fast and throw up on the floor? Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. 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 Do you sleep like you're dead and leave hair on the bed? Do you scrape at the door when you want to be fed? Will you not eat the cat food because it's too cheap? Will you suck out the gravy and spit out the meat? Feminist songs for Emma's two cats. 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 Do you hide under the bike cause you're afraid of the hoover? Hiss at the candle cause it isn't your smell. Do you snap at Craig's ankle cause you think he is evil? Do you get very brave and attack the blue pen? Do you act like your dick when Sarah brings round the dog? Can you please use your tray when you're baking a log? Do you fall on your head cause your brain is imbalanced? If you can and you do, then your M is two cats. Feminist songs for M is two cats. Feminist songs for Emma's two cats 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 Can you do magic spells? Like some kind of cat Jesus Have you written a screenplay about mice that can fly? 
Can you give me advice on the kitty stock market? Or will you start eating Emma the moment she dies? Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Emma's cats do and Emma's cats can. Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. Feminist songs for Emma's two cats. 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 Your empire rule for a million catchers. Can you domesticate humans and live inside cows? Do you have just one word that can mean anything? Do you travel the stars in amazing cat things? Our given names are Hades and Jack. We bring to you our podcast for cats. Murder Most Feline, our favorite show. Listen to the sound of us licking our holes. Our mystical god Colin, the keeper of the Hamlet man, follow his Instagram. Because we can't we are Fucking up Tom's like our mommy told us to. She chopped our balls off. Because Emma's cats can and Emma's cats do. 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 Feminists are for Emma's two cats. Feminists are for Emma's two cats. Medical cats, pedantical cats, and sycophantical cats. Neurotical cats, subanatomical cats, good at maths, cats and cats wearing hats. Cats from the flats are doing their plats. Cats who look like slightly catty or rats. Umbilical cats, whimsical cats, alcoholical cats, and biographical cats. Very small cats and middling cats. Feminist song for 